search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy, and we're your partners in crime, wine, and time. And uh, we got a doozy of a case that's close to home for me today, so I'm excited for that. Very close. I don't know what it is with with Jersey, but I do feel like a lot of shit goes down there. A lot of shit goes down here, not even crime, just like literal shit goes down here. Like, (laughs) there are sometimes I'm driving down the parkway and I'm like, what am I smelling right now? Where am I and what's going on? True. Exactly. I also I do feel like the crimes that happened in New York, like some of them are interesting. Like we had the Black Widow of Manhattan, but a lot of it is just like your regular run of the mill stuff. No, no witch cults. So that's no fun. Because you know what? There's not a lot of outdoor space in New York. I feel the location, yeah. location, location. Like if you got a gorgeous <laughs> brownstone, you can't have like cult sessions. You can just embezzle money, which is right. That's why you have to go to upstate or like Long Island to get your yes. haunted or your spooky occult stuff. They don't tell you about that on Street Easy. And that's, that's actually <laughs> an important fact. I also, because this is a Jersey based case, I did get a Duncan before this. So, oh, I love that for you. I, I love an excuse to get a Duncan no matter what. <laughs> same same my like treat is always to get um like the the caramel swirl which is like a bajillion calories but tastes amazing so that shit is so good duncan gets underappreciated with how good they're like um side drinks are you know what i mean like not their standard coffee because everyone of course thinks of a starbucks a peppermint mocha all that jazz but a dunkachino so good that is so good and that was my childhood that's i still don't fit into <laughs> jeans because of the dunkachinos i consumed in seventh grade talking to the cross moms like that's pretty much yeah donkey donuts was definitely my gateway into coffee yeah well because it's it's never left it because i was like i turns out i don't actually really like coffee that much (laughs) and also because it's i'm like it's like one of those like snob things where everyone's like i can't drink duncan anymore it's so like light and doesn't i'm like because it doesn't taste burnt i'm like what what what's the like what's the issue with that right it doesn't doesn't like you put out cigarettes in the coffee like So did not realize I'm holding the microphone upside down. I'm also wired. I have not showered in two and a half days. I want to say impressive. The hair is Medusa. So um, if if I if I turn a man to stone, it's because I haven't showered. So that's just that. Right, and not and not because of your personality. Never. I'm a Dunkachino, like in form. I'm truly just. I'm hot. I'm I'm chocolate with some coffee mixed together. I'm sweet, and I'll pep you up. Truly, what's better? Wait, that? that is true objectively okay i'll 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 dm them i'll I'll talk with them i just want to get the recipe down and everything like that (laughs) but before we get into uh the case that we're going to talk about we have some headline hunters yes and this first one well because i read about it because i feel like it kind of the storyline came at us so fast because people were posting about it in the facebook group not another true crime group and also i was just seeing it like all over twitter um this uh 26 year old instagram influencer Alexis Sharkey was found dead on the side of the road in Texas, like, which is just awful. And she was yeah. found like just left for dead naked. And no oh one God. really knows why. No one totally knows the story behind it. And it kind of just because I said it came up, it happened so fast because I think it was like on Friday, it was the reports that she was missing. And everyone was kind of trying to like 
red alerts. And I believe she, uh, was, she was a part of Monat. So, yes. uh, so, uh, a lot of the people that work for the, uh, people in that company were posting about her too. So it kind of caught on more national attention through that. And then she was found just a few days later. And it's so insane. No one totally knows what yet, but I feel like this is a story that's going to keep having updates because the mom wants justice. Of course, like the police are getting involved and everything like that. So I'm just really curious. I don't, I have no clue what happened. Yeah. I honestly, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I haven't read up on it yet, but that's my weekend reading. Um, <laughs> It's really sad. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully we'll get answers. It's always really sad when like cases like this are unfolding in real time. I know it's that's the insane thing, like seeing how it like starts to finish and just like the flurry of media outlets about it. Yeah. But it's also interesting that you said you're going to read about it this weekend because you're not going to be reading books that are sent to you. I'm not going to read books that are sent to me. This is a true story. One of my friends, like right after we did that whole, you know, sidebar thing about the secret sister gift exchange, one of my friends DM me and it was like, Hey, do you want to join a book exchange with my friends? And I was like, sure, I'm down. Like I have a million books I need to get rid of anyway. But then upon a little bit of probing, I was like, do you know everyone in the exchange? And he was like, no. Um, and it just kind of came out. I was like, OK, this is definitely like that Secret Sisters thing just with books instead of wine or ten dollars or whatever it was. Um, and I, I put up a poll on the story. And I mean, most of you guys thought it was a scam on um, NATC pod Instagram. Most of you guys were like, this is definitely a scam. Um, some people were like weirdly gunning for this book exchange. I was like, oh, so you're at the top of this pyramid, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know why you're standing this book exchange. Um, and and we shared a lot of responses, which was really cool of like people who've done it. Some people had good results. Some a lot of people sent out a book and never got one in return. So um, <laughs> which sucks. So I guess like I'll just kind of briefly go through again why this is a scam, because basically the book club requests that you you like you get at least six people to participate in a book exchange. You buy your one of your favorite books and you send it to one person and you will receive approximately 36 books back books back. That's wow. also like who has the room? I mean, yeah, I barely have the room. I I don't even need this. I don't need 36 books. My mom is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You have too many books. And no, I won't get a Kindle. Um, Ooh. I, I won't. I don't know why. Because I, well, I do know why. It's because I like having a physical book. Um, well, because when you're on the subway too, like, well, back in commute days, I always loved like I would have a book, not even reading it, just so people would be like, okay, all right, he has a master's degree. Like, I felt really yeah. educated with it. So people think I'm smart, and then they don't talk to me. It's yeah. perfect. Ten out of ten for books. Um, okay, so basically, the U.S. Postal Service says that these types of exchanges are are a chain letter and they're illegal if they request money or other items of value and promise a substantial return to the participants. So again, like sending one book, getting 36 back, that's a chain letter. It's a scam. It's a form of gambling. Also sending it through the mail. We've talked about this is like extra dicey because the mail is always how they catch you. It's just not good. Don't do your, don't do your schemes over the mail. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> and the USPS is busy. Haven't we learned that? Don't, 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 tidy up their time with your scams yeah so and and everyone else was like have they heard about libraries <laughs> so that, yeah i mean the bottom line is like if you want to do a book club do a book exchange do it with your friends that's cool make it a closed circle totally fine we have no qualms about that 
get a library card. I sound like Arthur, but that's kind of that on the book exchange. That is so funny you bring that up too, because I feel like we are reaching the like the the 2020 decade of like the next 10 years is going to be a big resurgence of like things coming back, p- people paying for things coming back in fashion that they shouldn't have to pay for. Like, oh, a book club, like that's called a library. And these <laughs> restaurants where it's like, oh, they lay out all the ingredients and you just make it in front of yourself. I'm like, that's a yeah. kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> I pay not to do that. Like, I- what do you mean? I'm like, no, I'm going to sit at a restaurant so I don't have to dice an onion. Not so I like to yeah. pay $75 to chop a carrot. It's yeah. not in my house, not my journey. <laughs> to like assemble my tacos. Like, no. No, I don't know how to do it. They always fall apart. That's why I need to go. <laughs> exactly. So just just don't fall for holiday scams, guys. Like if you're going to send one thing and magically get many more things it's gonna be a scam like someone even if it's not you somebody down the line is getting screwed over by this so just don't do it do a secret santa with your friends or your coworkers. yeah do a secret santa I'm, I'm i'm now like i feel like i woke up like i think four days ago to like 95 times ta- i'm in like elfsters now i don't even know what elfster is but I, i'm just like what is it it's like you set up a secret santa with your friends so like that's like the site for it it does oh. feel like a scam because i'm like why am i putting my address into elfster.com wait i got emails from them and i was like I don't think I signed up for this, so I unsubscribed, but shit. People are probably trying to do a secret Santa with you. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, I, well like, that's fine. You know what? You don't, but that's my other thing. I'm like, don't send me, I'm like, just Venmo me if you really want to get, like, just you know what I mean? Like, me. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what I want. Right? I want nothing. Right. I also just realized that Hanukkah is like next week and I've bought one present maybe. So I was like, oh shit. You gotta- I should have been smart during like Black Friday, but now. Everyone's getting it on the last day of Hanukkah is probably yeah. what's going to happen. Well, I like that. It's like the big reveal. You're teasing it. You're just you're like, hey, guys, yeah. I have a secret project. It's your gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice um, because I get a, a very loose deadline. So that actually is a nice bonus point of Hanukkah. Yeah. It's like three to seven business days. You're like, that's when you're <laughs> <laughs> like pretty much <laughs> three to seven high holy days. You're like, honey, it'll come when it comes. I don't know what yep. to tell you. Exactly. Like exactly. Speaking All of right. holy Sort of, Ooh, or maybe the yeah. opposite. I don't know. I mean, a church is involved in a sense. Yeah. So we're going to get into today's topic, which is the death of Jeanette De Palma. Danny, I feel like you have a semi, not like a personal, personal connection, but like sort I- of. I have a personal connection in the sense of a New Jersey connection, which is like anybody. And I feel like this kind of could be a universal thing with like people's moms, but especially in Jersey. A mom will call you, be like, "Do you remember your remember, uh, like the Delarma family?" And you're like, "Who?" You're like the Delarma. I was like, "The kid was three years older than you. Went to high school, had a sister." And I'm like, "What?" Like, good family, five blocks down. And then you finally realize, like, "Oh yeah, I know them." They're like, "Oh, dad passed away." And I'm like, "Why did you call? Why did I just have to connect for to get this sad news?" So in that <laughs> sense, I know the New Jersey. I know them, but because like this was a story that it happened a little bit like when my mom was like a teenager. So like everyone in her town of New Jersey, uh, in New Jersey talked about it. It was big conversation in New Jersey. Everyone was like terrified because they were like cults, witches, it's all happening, but maybe not so much. So we'll get into it. So uh, it's Jeanette Palma. She was born in Jersey City on August 3rd, 1956. Shout out to Aaliyah. But she soon <laughs> moved to Springfield, New Jersey, which is near where I grew up, uh, Union County. 
her family was very serious, like with their religion. They were Christians and very devoted to it. Uh, they went to uh, this born again Christian church called the Assembles God Evangel Church, which like it's a lot of names. I feel like all these church names are just like bad libs. I'm pretty sure I'm near in New Jersey. I'm near my where my mom lives now. There's a church called like the blood of a nun. And I'm like, is that a church? Wait, I was about to use this as an example because there's this church near where I live called. It's called like, oh, my God, like Holy Blood Church or something like that. Fuck. Let me Google it. But yeah, I'm like, oh, no, it- it's like the Church of Sacred Blood or, or something very. Uh, it sounds very like Satan. E. It's like Satan meets a Tampax commercial. I don't really know what's yeah. going on with it. I, it's so weird. Whereas like the temples, I feel like you have like five names and then it's like, oh, you could have a Temple Emmanuel in like any city in the world. And that's it. You choose from like six of these names. I was going to say, I feel like I have every time I've passed like a, a Jewish temple, it's Temple Emmanuel. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> yeah. So they, they were in this church with this crazy name or this long name we'll go with. <laughs> Uh, where she did also Christian outreach work, uh, where she was kind of like, and with that was trying to get people to come see the light of Jesus, join join the group chat of Jesus, I guess, as you will. <laughs> that should uh, be like Hillsong Church's slogan. I feel like it would be that. Okay, on the real show, I took over Carl Lentz's position. I would get kicked out immediately, but like, I don't know. It could be a fun day. <laughs> I don't think you'd have an affair with anyone. That's true, but I would just be like, Haley Bieber, let's get bronze. Like, <laughs> I feel like she'd be down for that, actually. Uh, but because of what uh, the church and kind of just the vibe they gave off and just kind of the way their town is, a lot of people viewed them as, quote unquote, Jesus freaks. Uh, where is the lie? I mean, <laughs> like that. Um, but then a few uh, days after her 16th birthday, uh, Monday, August 7th, 1972, she told her mom that she was going to go to a friend's house. And uh, just was just going to go hang out there type of situation. We're going to take the train. I thought she was going to hitchhike to the friend's house. Well, that's the weird thing. She told them she was going to hitchhike to a train to the friend's house. And then I kept on trying to see if that was true. Because I'm like, would a mom be okay with it? Like, would a mom of like... I mean, it was the 70s. I guess that's a thing. Because I was like, you can't like... I get, And I guess you can't walk there because she was going to Summit, I want to say. And that is a long commute. But still, hitchhiking just for that... Is bizarro, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, didn't matter because she never showed up to her friend's house, and on top of that, she never came back home. So obviously, a missing persons report was filed. I'm sure, obviously, 24 hours later, as they are always doing, which never, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but always confuses me on SVO. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so this all happened in a. August 7th. So no signs of her, no nothing. There was really no trace of where they could find her or where she went to or what she was up to. A lot of people had hope that her family was even hopeful that she just like ran away to New York and was starting a new life there. I guess in the seventies, everyone's like New York, great. Like people just, I guess, ran and started new lives there. Haven't we all? Yeah. uh, Unfortunately, this was not the case because uh, the first sign of a missing body was on September 19th of the same year, 1972, uh, when a dog brought a missing arm to a nearby. It house. was like a decomposed arm. It, it was de- like truly the dog, like if the dog was able to carry it, it was like, yeah, fully uh, disintegrated, decomposed. Ugh. And because of that arm, they were able to start a search in like a more concentrated area to kind of like track the dog where it came from because the dog can't really travel that super far. 
with an arm and they did find Jeanette's body on a top of a hill with a rock formation around her body. And this was six weeks after she first went missing. So uh, over a month later. Crazy. And then like, I, I don't know, we'll get into this whole rock formation. Yeah, it's like truly, you know, like as Beyonce would say in formation, you know, you that bitch when you cause all this conversation, this rock formation caused a it's like, are you talking about the rock or the woman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Dwayne the Rock, he was there. No, no, uh, no one was confused. Um, but uh, also with this hill, it was so steep that a fire truck had to retrieve the body. And the body was pretty decomposed at this point because it's been over six weeks. Maybe those six weeks she was there the entire time. Uh, and the remains had no evidence, though, of bone fractures, bullet wounds, or stab wounds. And also there were people were like, there was no paraphernalia around the body, like no drugs or alcohol. So they seemingly, because of this, ruled out that she was like partying, going wrong type of situation. Even though I think a little bit afterwards they were like, oh, I guess people could move a Smirnoff bottle and it would. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take like a criminal mastermind to be like, let's clean up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she was identified through dental records because of how decomposed her body uh, was, according to the medical examiner's report. And there were stains found in her underwear, bra and blouse and also her pants, but they were quote unquote, too decomposed for conclusive blood and semen examinations from the crime lab report. This is, they get into this later because it is a issue of complaint. Yeah. Uh, and also because of how uh, decomposed her body was, they couldn't even perform like a proper autopsy because they had to identify her only through dental records. They couldn't really find out that much more about what happened to her body. Yeah. They really couldn't do much testing. Also, again, this is the seventies. So there was like no forensic science. Like it was in his infancy. I read in an article that I don't even think the term serial killer had been coined at this point. No. Yeah. It was. And it, I think it was starting to just around this time because, or looking back, they kind of started to jump yeah. on it because there was an idea of that kind of playing into it but exactly right, but I mean, it this wasn't is... like known in the lexicon that like no serial killers existed i there feel were like weirdly... we talk about this but it was like one of those days one of those times where you could like just free bleed on a crime scene and be fine like <laughs> <laughs> there were no true crime podcasts around to like get them in yeah. check we would get to the bottom of it. That's also the crazy thing. I feel like in the 70s, like I feel like the medical examiner was like fully lighting a joint, just being like, hey, who yeah. put the body here? It's just like, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like that that John Mulaney bit where he's like, there's blood next to the body. Hmm. Gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that is so, <laughs> truly, this is how this case went down. Um, so there also was no. Uh, arrest for her death and at least publicly no major leads were reported. There was only one uh, case of a homeless man who we'll touch on. Uh, and also her cause of death was written as strangulation, but that even that wasn't totally confirmed because they really couldn't do that much with her body because it was so decomposed. So maybe there were marks around her neck, but that could have just been from decomposition or some type of force or anything like that. And so kind of what we were saying, they found not, they just kind of looked at her clothes and was like, well, so they really didn't do that much intel into it. Uh, with that too, uh, the case obviously ended up going cold be yep. because the police couldn't nail a consistent lead. They couldn't find any new evidence besides her body. 
the closest thing they got to for a little bit was this uh, homeless man that went by red who was in the area, but he was ruled out because he was just like, he was being able to be identified not near that at the time. So here's what happened or here's what are thought to happen. And just as a little uh, tidbit for how batshit Jersey can get, if you guys remember uh, episode from a few months ago, John List, the Westfield guy with the stained glass who was crazy, that As, case was a year before this. Yeah. The weird thing about this one is like I kept reading comments that like I I mean this kind of reminded me of like how you said that you knew about this case growing up like your mom warned you about it. Um because people are afraid to talk about this. It's so scary to them which I don't really get, but it's like so frightening to them that like people won't talk about it. Nobody would go on the record to like all these publications. People would only send in anonymous tips. That's what's so weird. Cause everyone was just radio silent. Cause I don't know if it's like, and that's when you get the question, is everyone really afraid of witches? Is everyone really yeah. not want to be afraid of Jesus? Or do a lot of people know things? That right. And then you're say? too afraid of like the person who did it, finding out that you blabbed. Exactly. I don't know. So one one theory is that a cult did it. Um, I feel like that's Uh-oh. every episode of Criminal Minds is like they find a, br- a gruesome murder. The first theory or the local cops theory is always a satanic cult. But this time that was really their theory. And there is maybe some evidence to point that way. Um, so this was the most uh, and this was like a theory that became increasingly popular during the coverage of this case. Um, And it was started because it was alleged that cult related symbols were found around the body. We don't know specifically what those are. That's what I don't like. Is that a circle? Like, because I feel like anything could kind of be a cult related symbol. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense why they wouldn't tell you what the symbols are. Um, It makes sense why they wouldn't release that information because like they're probably holding on to that to like trap whoever did it. Yeah. so also people said that Jeanette was placed on a makeshift altar in the woods and in a coffin shaped structure made from fallen branches and logs that made it look like she was covered in a bunch of crosses. So big what the fuck there. Spooky as shit. Spooky. And then also on top of this, like that hill that she was found on or that part of the the par- the reservation, which is like a natural park or like a national park, I think. Not national. Well, I, I Googled it. It's called like the Watchung Reservation. Yeah, it's the Watchung like, Reservation. It's a reservation. And then I was like, no, it's a park. Yeah, that's what it's. They, they just call a lot of places reservations. Or yeah, that was misleading. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she was found in this area called the Devil's Teeth, which is like really creepy. Like, look it up. It is very just creepy looking. It's terrifying. <laughs> and then apparently there there would like randomly be like dead animals and stuff hanging from trees, like just very, very creepy area. Um, Also, apparently around this time, there was a local cult of teenage witches who promised to abduct and kill a child. Like, okay. Kind of like besides the whole abduct and kill a child, I'm obsessed with them. And also like now it's kind of, I feel like they would just be called modern day, like, the scene kids from your high school in 2007 that like drank Starbucks with the skinny jeans. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I know to me. Right. To me, it seems like um very like pregnancy packed esque, but I suppose the opposite 
Yeah, if you if you flipped it and reverse it, as Miss Yelly would say. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, this cult was called the Witches, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm obsessed with. Original. That's them just being like, okay, what should we put on our notebook? Um, well, we're witches, so the witches. Yeah, they just finished like the Roald Dahl like lesson in school, I guess. And <laughs> we're like, all right, let's go with it. Um, and also, of course, like every media outlet ate this theory up. I mean, it is incredibly juicy. Juicy. So I see why they would run with it. We know how the media likes to operate. Um, but like obviously the police weren't jumping onto this theory that much. Also, because like they couldn't find any witches to arrest. So then it kind of went cold until this this independent magazine called Weird New Jersey started covering it. And honestly, shouts out to them. They're pretty cool. They also, if anybody, I mean, I think there's a lot, I think every state, I think, has a weird subject of this, but anybody from New Jersey knows Weird New Jersey was your obsession in middle school, high school. Really? You would all drive over that, you would drive over that hill to see if you saw the devil when you went on the hill. There was like a bump in the road. It's so insane. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. really is crazy. So one of the writers for the magazine, Mark Moran, claimed the police threw out all the documents and then the case went cold. Um, the police say that all the documents were destroyed in a flood. Um, some people think they were intentionally destroyed. So I don't know. By ghosts. <laughs> By, go- By, By ghosts. Yeah, Why I do- yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, I guess. Um, so Weird New Jersey published this article asking people for information about the case. And like people just I read that people were writing in like anonymous letters and like all these tips came flooding in and I read the article of the follow-up with the tips oh yeah none of these people would go on the record so I mean it was just things like oh I I know who did it and like I don't know just weird vague stuff the hard thing too because obviously it's like anytime you get a tip line I feel like or like from what I've seen or read about it just gets overflowed where all these people like who's writing in just to write in to be like a fucking like think they're smart and funny who's writing in because they actually know something and who's writing in just because they think they know something because of something yeah. they saw that is not yeah and then a lot of these letters would just be like either typed or handwritten but in in blank envelopes with no return address so how do you really follow it up at all literally i don't know um he and a few other people from, I think one other guy from Weird New Jersey ended up publishing a book about it called Death on Devil's Teeth. Looks pretty good. There's a trailer for the book. I watched the trailer. I was like, should I binge this book in I know. a day? And I was like, I can't. I, I physically can't do that. I was like, it also won't arrive in time. I thought of this like two days ago. <laughs> no, I know. Exactly. And there was like, because they had other, they theorized about like a lot of things too that I'm like, oh, this all sounds interesting. But I'm like, how much of this is just their opinions of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So one theory of how this cult rumor started was um, a detective from the time said it started after other law enforcement officials were radioed and then they began climbing the devil's teeth. And apparently one guy noticed some rock or some like stones around her head and all that. And he made a remark that it looked like Satan stuff. So it's possible that like some guys offhanded comment just really spread like wildfire and inspired this theory who knows um and one other thing to note is um and her one of Jeanette's friends said this too um basically the theory that she just like went on a walk and like died up there doesn't really work because she was wearing flip-flops and it would have been impossible to climb up the devil's teeth so 
Yeah, and uh, people were even saying too, like not only that, like because of the intensity of it, even like the flip-flops and also like from how someone who's not skilled at climbing, someone would have had to carry her up there. Yeah, that's creepy. So that detective assumed it was like drugs or an overdose. But then it's but you also because then really I kind of cracked felt- out to climb up a creepy hill like that. That's what like when I get drunk, I roll down. I don't. Roll yes. Up. I'm, not, I'm not like I don't have the ability to do any of that. And then it um it, that kind of uh, goes into uh, like the a little uh, theory down the line, too. But it's also insane that because I was reading a lot of what you're doing too, like on the weird New Jersey, a lot of people were submitting that Jeanette wasn't as like like religious as she gave to be she yeah kind of- that was a thing like people were like oh she would go to parties and stuff and there was like some guy who was in love with her well we'll get into that with the jesus movement oh, because great. here's some here's some more theorized well the first one this theory is just a little bit of like an aside because kind of what sarah said they did not know who what serial killers were back then but they were linking in hindsight kind of thinking that uh there was another killing that happened in Montvale, New Jersey. Uh, these two girls were, what just, you've heard of it? Yeah. Why have I heard of it? Did we do a case there or did I just date someone from there? Well, if you dated someone there, we'll probably do a case on it in a minute. Like, <laughs> the case, the case True. Probably a serial killer. Montvale. <laughs> You're like, he's a dick. Um, yeah. So in 1974, these two were uh, murdered, but this theory kind of got, thrown out and debunked relatively fast because the two girls were found like beaten, assaulted, strangled, and no signs of that happened with Jeanette, even though I mean... But also, like, how do we really know if they couldn't even determine how she died? Like, there were stains and stuff in her in her pants, right? So I don't know. That's what I don't get. Like, so much of it was, like, deteriorated, so they couldn't really get any facts on that, but I guess they just debunked, because I I think with that, too, they're like, well, why was they why was she brought up to all this stuff? And I don't know. I mean, that's creepy. Do you want to talk about the Jesus movement? Oh, yes. I'll talk about the Jesus. Okay, excellent. Because I did not totally know what this was. And now I'm like, I didn't find this in really the articles that I had read. Well, because it's it's so interesting because people only it's on I think it was like centralnj.com. I read an article. Ooh, okay. And people, so it's Jersey local. So grain of salt with your pepper, your ketchup. No, your I pork feel roll. like that means it's good. It's, it's more like legit. The people yes, on the exactly. ground. It's on the ground. It's on the boots reporting. Yes. So bootstrap. Whatever. This kind of goes into track of what people were thinking it could maybe be have something to do with dr- uh, being related to drugs, but also at the time where like some crazy drugs were going on. So the Jesus movement, uh, her murder happened around the peak of this in the 1970s. And I started Googling what the Jesus movement was. So this is sort of after like the summer of love, you know, summer of 69, Janice, Joplin, like all like the fun, like if you've ever been to San Francisco, like those street of hate Ashbury or uh, basically that where you're just smoking weed, licking armpits, having the Ew. time of your goddamn life. You know, I, I, <laughs> do I know if an armpit was licked there? No. Do I assume? Yeah. Yes, but ew. But you know yeah. what? In these times, Sure. I would like someone's armpit, I guess. I was going to say, bitch, I'd, I would, I would like a street pole. Like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, like, it's, I, I don't, I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. That's kind of, oh my God. That reminded me of the Christmas story when like he licked the street pole. Yes. I, I tripled off. If it would make you. COVID go away, I'll lick a street pole. I'll I would too. Yeah. You know, I would take one for the team for that. <laughs> okay. So it was a combo in the late sixties, early seventies, this combo started 
a very hippie style and evangelical Christianity. Oh my God. That is so lame. Well, that- <laughs> Uh, I'm just imagining like, you know, how all these things that like, you know, try to make Christianity like cool and trendy, like all the Christian rock songs and like, (laughs) how do you do fellow Christians type stuff? I mean, like Hillsong, like that's true. It's kind of like this is funny to me. I'm sorry. It very is. It's like, hey, hey, you, you, I got a new Bible. Like Avril really could jump in this market. She does. Oh, that is a good, a good song. You should write into someone. Maybe I'm pivoting to Hillsong (laughs) in 2021. Here's the thing. I don't know either. (laughs) But then I was kind of confused with this because I'm like, how the fuck do those two groups go together? Because you kind of think they're opposite. Yeah, it seems like oil and water. Truly, but they have a common uh, bond over the idea of like rejecting materialism and consumerism and capitalism, all those things. um, Like as I'm like ordering on (laughs) like Etsy right now or Amazon. (laughs) Uh, But they they were both so against that. They were like, why... America has become so idealized with like the materials that people buy. The hippies didn't like it because they want to just travel light and the Christians didn't like it because they're like, Jesus doesn't care about that stuff. And they also bonded over drugs. So Ah, yes, there we go. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) that's where the lines come together. So with this though, in the seventies, as you can tell from any like mad men, even the hippie vibe started to mellow out and people were more so turning evangelical, but also still had the hippie undertones with it. And this is kind of around the time too that her family started attending the church, Assembly of God, Evangelical Church. And that was their vibe there. And also with that, I was reading that some of the kids also had that mindset in mind because they were these kids that were being raised in this religious setting, but also had the, like um, in the back of their head, these ideas of like drugs, free love, boom, 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 coming together. So that's what the grain of salt. The other thing with this though, is that Jeanette's mom does not love the idea that uh, drugs are involved with pushing anything or like that because she's- I mean, of course she doesn't like that. Of course, which is very fair. Nobody wants to admit their kid does drugs. I'm not saying she did. I'm just saying. Exactly. (laughs) That is so true. Uh, It's like when you go to the doctor, like, no, I have two drinks a week. Yeah, literally. I actually always lie to my, I mean, I always tell the truth with my doctor. I don't think I've ever told them like, yeah, I'll have 10 drinks a week and eight of those will be on one Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full and I'm like, does that mean I'm going to die? They're like, no, just learn to like budget your money and your drinks and your time and your weight. And I'm like, thank you. And then I pick up my damn <laughs> high prescription. Uh, so uh, Jeanette, Jeanette's mom just said that she was only hanging out with these kids in part of the church to help bring more people to find Jesus. And she was also helping sure, out Jan. with <laughs> Sure, Jen. Like, I'm not doing the drugs. I'm just hanging out with the kids who are doing the drugs so that I can show them the light. I mean, that's a good, a good spin. That's a good save. You're like, no, I'm, I'm not gonna high. save that. I'm high on God's love. That's, there we go. I that's also what they feel call, like, uh, that's what they probably were calling the drugs. Oh my God, true. <laughs> uh, this this uh, case also made me want to rewatch the movie Saved, but that's. Wait. Yeah. That shit is fucking good. Strong Mandy, Mandy Moore, Moore vibes. Love her. Uh, so that's why she, so she was saying that any of the kids that she was hanging out with that could have been a little bit on the more hippier side, she was just helping them see the light. Of course. Of, of course. course. You see the light. You see the light. That's why you like date a drug dealer in high school to help them see the light. Uh, the <laughs> pastor and the her pastor of this church also heavily believed and promoted the idea that it was a cult. I guess, obviously. Wait, it's like, the pastor. 
the pastor of the church promoted that the church was a cult? No, 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 no. The pastor of the church promoted oh. that the theory that Jeanette oh, was. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. So that was his little thing. And I think it was kind of to be like, there's satanic people out there. Go come to church, we'll save you. Oy. Type of shebang. Here is a part of the cookie that no one talks about that I'm interested about. Yes. So this pastor had a son who dated Jeanette. And they broke up a week before her disappearance. Okay. What? Hello. Like, hello, fresh. I mean, like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's I, nuts because I read like five articles and not one. The only was, thing that mentioned a guy she was dating was like these anonymous letters at Weird New Jersey. That's where I was like, none of it was coming up. And I was like, okay, what the, like, this is kind of weird. Then centralnj.com comes through with this fact. Cause it was like the, her friend from high school laid this down. And I'm yes. like, well, why aren't we checking on this? Whoa. That's interesting. It is really bizarre. Cause I feel like also it's kind of insane too. I feel like we always do this when, when you look back at cases from like the past 70s, 60s or whatever, you're always like, wait, th wouldn't this be the slam dunk now? Sort of like, spoiler alert, the undoing, like kind of, we're like, wait, okay. Hey, this? I'm on the last episode. Oh. So no spoilers, but what if I, what if I, was I like, do think we should do an episode on it. I will so do an episode. We should do a it. wait what? That'll be fun. Okay, yeah, I have, I, that, it took up, I'm happy that I, I gave it a lot of my Sundays. I'll say that. Yes, okay, I binged it all in like two days. Um, I wanna, I have a lot of thoughts, but okay, I'll save it for our episode. Stay tuned, friends. Okay, st we're, we're staying tuned for that. And and then, oh, but also, oh, because that's what I was going to say. It's like one of those things where like, don't you just like, how is no one looking at this person that she used to date that was involved with the church that knows all these people, knows everyone in her life? Well, and kind yeah. Of I mean, to be fair, like the thing is, we don't we don't know like what the police investigated or didn't. And so it's possible that they cleared him and he has some like rock solid alibi. Like we don't know that he was or wasn't investigated or interviewed or anything like that. Exactly. That is that's true. That is true. That is true. OK, yeah. But it's still so crazy that it doesn't get talked about more. Yes, that is a, a real sketchy connection for sure. And there, there are kind of some updates. I mean, so this guy named Ed Salzano, who was 10 when Jeanette died, didn't really know her but has now become very vocal in trying to reopen the case. I mean, Ed, start a podcast, you know? I would, I almost was like, should we message him to come on? <laughs> Honestly, why not? But like he, I feel like he would have things to say. Yeah, like I don't know why he took this on as his like cause, but he did. Um, he apparently like moved near the reservoir and he was also a PI in New York. So I think he like retired and was like, all right, cool. I'm going to devote all my time to this now, which respect respect i mean i like that he is just kind of like let me get involved with it because he obviously has the expertise of investigating right. and it's like what i thought would happen with us when we started <laughs> when we started doing this podcast and then i was like wait i have no investigative training or know-how at all i'm like i feel like i get duped more by things legit legit but luckily ed is a professional He's on the case. He filed a lawsuit in June asking a superior court judge to compel the Union County Prosecutor's Office to do DNA testing on the clothes. Um, and he says it's solvable. There are people out there who know what happened. Um, he said this last week. Apparently, the state is refusing to test the DNA. Why, though? Hmm. That's fishy to me. I feel like it's kind of like, OK, so what is getting covered up here then? To me, it's weird because 
every article I read like talked about how how scared everyone is from this murder. Um, well, which I think is a murder. Um, yeah. And so I have to think that there's something deeper than like than just like 70s cult panic. That's the that's the that's what I'm feeling too, and also that the all of the prosecutor's office and everything is just so matter of fact. Like we'll learn nothing from it. Don't even do it. Like what? what, what yeah. Why? Why? And then and the like, all the files getting mysteriously lost in a flood is a little bit sus, but it could have happened because you said there was uh was it Hurricane Floyd in 1999? Yeah. So it's possible. So I mean, what like there like that's the thing. Obviously, that is true. And New Jersey, Union County does get hit hard by hurricanes, mm. but also at the same time, I mean, I guess all the files stay in the basement. But you don't, you don't. There wasn't a backup of like writing on paper, more paper or anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Weird. It's Do you have really any theories? Weird. I, I the thing is like there's so little info that I, I don't even feel like I have a theory. I mean, the boyfriend is interesting. The boyfriend is interesting to me, but I do kind of feel like, and I mean, I guess. Well, I also feel like this is why hitchhiking stopped being a thing. Yeah. It's like kind of weird. She was just like this like young girl who just turned 16, was going to hitchhike, was near a reservoir. I, it, I don't know. It, that kind of just feels like it's one of the things where it sounds like almost too simple and early on in the case story of it. But I feel like sometimes that is what happens. And also it's one of those things where it's just like as awful. And now and you've heard so many horror stories about hitchhiking, especially yeah. in the 70s, that now well, the- people... Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, too, like, it would be one thing if she was just found killed, but the whole, like, the everything that came after that is just super weird. That is, I... Like, the positioning and these symbols, allegedly, and, like, this, this coffin-like structure, allegedly, I don't know, it's very weird. Well, that's the thing that's weird, A, because is it culty, but... B, people knew everyone was afraid of cults in this town and in this area. So what a great, what a way. Yeah, like it could have just been someone doing it. Well, then you wonder then too, with everything being covered up, was it a police officer who she hitchhiked from who was off duty and? Hmm, interesting. You know? Interesting. I don't know. Um, It's kind of sad because I feel like so much of the evidence is just like degraded or true non-existent and who knows if this will ever really get solved i do hope that they can at least try to run the dna i'm hopeful for what ed salzano got going i feel like he has nothing to lose got nothing but time especially in a pandemic ed is on the case he's a retired pi on the case with nothing to lose and a personal i know i kind of want to like just like listen to his stories like hear pi stories about like new york too yeah a hundred percent wait did you have any superstitions that were like things like this in your hometown no. <laughs> wow. I did is New Jersey just like I, I'd edge? have to Google it because I never knew very much about like the history of my town. I mean, we have the great Gatsby uh, and like F. Scott Fitzgerald, but nothing. I'd have to look it up. I mean, I'm sure someone got killed, but like I don't know off the top oh, of my yeah. head. I, like weird New Jersey. I remember having the book and reading it and being like so terrified, but so fascinated. Nice. And, and it's just like there's like so all the things are like so much of it is like abandoned hospitals or like roads that when you like turn really fast you see like a hanging body or something like that. What? Oh my god! Yeah. No, I feel like I just did the whole like the Bloody Mary, mm. those types of things. Not that I did it, but I was too scared to do it. 
I don't think I ever did that because I was like, that bitch is tired. Why do I need? I don't need her to come here. I'm like, Mary needs a rest. No, I, I never tried it because I was too scared that she would come. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. But that's also my thing. I don't fuck with shit like that. Yeah. I mean, now I, I think I would because I got nothing to lose. That, well, I was like, well, what if she has COVID? Ugh. I don't want a bitch to appear. She's going to all these motherfuckers bathrooms. I don't want Mary in my bathroom. <laughs> I'd be like six feet away, baby. Then you can haunt me with a, with a mask and gloves. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Um, definitely weird. I'll have to look up. I'll look up to see if there's any local uh, yeah. great neck murder mysteries. Because I get into that. I mean, with the name alone, I feel like there is something there. Uh, yeah. I get so. It's got to be like a slasher of a rabbit hole. And what I would love to, because I feel like these urban legends and folklore, Taylor Swift, get passed around so much in like your hometown. I need DMs to NATC pod about your hometown, like spooky, scary story that's like universally talked to everybody. Or you put it in the Facebook group, not another true crime group, because I am obsessed with reading about them. Yeah, definitely do that. And um, you can also follow us there for fun true crime memes. You could follow me on Insta, Sarah Lameme. You can follow me at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. And if you want to ride out 2020 with like, in lieu of having us join a book club or anything like that, you can just give us five stars on uh, <laughs> there we go. iTunes, Apple Music, whatever it's called. We would love that. Yeah, we'll give you five stars back somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just drop you five star emojis in the chat. But you know what? If any of you got a business. 36 stars back. The only pyramid scheme that's going to work. There we go. And if any of you have a business on Yelp that needs five stars, DM me that link. I'll give you a glowing review. Oh, true. You know what? This works both ways. Yeah. (laughs) And please give us a review wherever you're listening to us. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Betches.